Smartcast. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Music. Music. Horror. Horror. Subculture. And overall, overall bad ass. Welcome, welcome, welcome to Kettle, to Kettle Whistle, Whistle Radio. Radio. With your hosts, host, Dave, Dave and Sean. And Sean. Hey, welcome to Yacht Rock Radio. I'm Michael McDonald. I can't stand Michael McDonald. However, he's a nice man. Who is not listening to Yacht Rock Radio? They got to add like some more songs, though. I mean, more Steely Dan, whatever. Deacon Blues. Dude, have you ever interpreted Steely Dan songs to someone else? Or have you tried to break them down lyrically? (laughs) Yeah, don't do it. It'll ruin your day. So Cosby's out of prison. Moment of silence. Uh, Felicia Rashad is sticking up for him and has his back. And I've got to know, like, are you guys sick of bath fitter commercials when you're trying to get that little bit of news that you fucking need, like traffic, weather, and then they show you how to put a bath in your goddamn house that you already have? You could do it yourself, by the way. We did. Uh, Bath fitters, stop it. My God. All right, so great movies on Shudder right now. Uh, again, why am I yelling? I'm yelling, yelling. You don't listen to hear someone yelling at you. Um, yeah, so Eric Powell's on tonight. One of my favorite people in the world. 16 Volt, coming up, man. Uh, yeah. So much fun. I, I just love this guy. And even if you don't like the music, you'll love the man, Okay. Look up Eric Powell. Just go to 16 Volt everywhere you can and find Eric Powell. Do your thing. Do what's right. And buy it. And I'm yelling again. All right, so here's the thing. Shudder. Uh, vicious fun. <laughs> I ha- Okay, I-, I-, I laughed at this movie more than most comedies. Because comedies are just not funny anymore. Vicious fun on Shudder. I just get excited. Shudder is amazing. Uh, If you like foreign films, because apparently we in America cannot make horror movies anymore. And that's going to get worse, I'm sure. Or better, depending on, you know, cancel culture. But yeah, Bill Cosby, who ruined my childhood, is back. Yay. All right. Great. Who cares? I forgot about him. Uh, Yeah. All right. So moving on. I want to reach out to Morgan Stern, the band Morgan Stern. Go on Facebook. They're pretty much live there. Morgan Stern is a Ramstein uh, cover band. That, th- again, those words together should really intrigue you. They're good. Uh, I've been playing their stuff. They're going to be on here, and they're Swiss. Okay. Well, <laughs> they're not German. 
So Morgan's, Morgan Stern. Actually, I do like these guys a lot, and they're very fun. Uh, also, too, coming up, I got to say, I, I'm really, really Brody Knight Sawyer. Three words, three names. Brody Knight Sawyer of the band Sprockets will be on soon. Punk rock. Yeah, just goddamn fun. Fun. Fun rock and roll. I miss that stuff. Let's do fun. All right. Hey, coming back with Eric Powell and Captain Sexy. And uh, talk to you later, I guess. But of course, check out Portals to Hell. Second season. Your friend of mine, Heather Taddy, is in the second season. By the way, that show is great. Check it out. Discovery Plus. Hit it up, man. Good stuff on there. More coming, by the way. Oh, so many announcements I'm not allowed to make. I hope things are well in your world. In my world, it's weird. Yeah, you guys sound. Um, and you guys say anything? I have my air conditioner on, so if you're getting a noise in the background, I can turn it off. That's okay. It's very industrial of you. <laughs> okay. yeah, hey, that's where the, the the original the original sound from the Millennium Falcon came from an air conditioner. There you go. Exactly. All <laughs> right. Uh, looks like we're good to go here, uh, Eric. How much time can we waste? <laughs> how much time? Uh, I have, have to be at work tomorrow at like nine thirty. Oh no problem, man. No, no. We're you so, know. So uh, you know until then, really. <laughs> okay. <laughs> now nah, we, you know us. Uh, yeah, we'll keep it, you know, under forty-five minutes. You should oh, know. Yeah, no worries. No worries. I want you to know now, and Sean, this is news to you too. I looked at our analytics. We're up to uh, minimally sixteen hundred downloads and listens daily. That's wow, a lot. That's awesome. That's a lot. That, yeah. th- that's intimidating. So, uh, yeah. All right. Well, let's get the show on the road here. Uh, all right, folks, friends, and fiends. Happy to say we got an old friend, one of our first interviews back, back in the, the Heather days of Kettle Whistle Radio, Eric Powell of 16 Volt. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. Me having you back. Again, and, yes. <laughs> ex- exactly. And we're joined by uh, Captain Sexy himself is back in the house. Sean, how you doing? I'm doing well. How about you? Well, we're doing all right. I mean, it's Father's Day. I know you, you went out for steak with your family, I think. No, we we went for Mexican. If you can, I don't know. Are you allowed to say that anymore? Of course I, you can. That's have, what we went for. I have Mexicans <laughs> in my family. We're allowed to say that. Oh, I just. It looks like the show just got canceled. Yeah, I know, right? We just got. <laughs> no, that's too bad. I know, Eric, <laughs> Eric. How much cancellation have you been dealing with, or seeing friends deal with? Has there been too much of that? Uh, you know. I have to be careful because I'll get canceled. No, I'm just and there it is. Um, <laughs> yeah, I think it's to me like I get some of it. You know, I think it's um, I'm pretty like objective. Um, <laughs> some of it I think is is warranted. I think there is too much of it though. I think it's a little overboard these days. Right. Um, and the latest is uh, our buddy uh, Trent and uh, Dave Grohl and Courtney pointing the finger. I don't want to talk too much on that. Because there's so much uh, history and ridiculousness there. Yeah, and you know, I think it's like how much of it is spin. I mean, you know, the I think it's <laughs> the policy among people. I think that have um, fame is usually just to not respond, um, because that tends to you know feed the flames. And so I think it's like how much of all this is really truth, and how much of it is spin. And you right. know, I don't know. 
So I kind of just mind my own business. And there it is. <laughs> exactly. Uh, and first of all, this is where I really want to start things off. Um, where is your mindset at the moment right now, this time and place? Oh, my God. Well, um, you know, it's been an interesting time. Yeah. You know, it's um, it's been weird. There's been a lot of things. I mean, I think a lot of people are struggling with what to make of this last year, positive and negative, you know? Yes. Um, there's been, I think there's been both uh, for me. I've had positive from this and negative, and it's uh, changed my perception on things for sure, and, you know. Well, we want to we want to thank you, uh, Sean, on behalf of myself and Sean. First of all, for all the good music, it did help us get through a lot of this uh, since what, like, I, we're going mid '90s. But um, and, and and thanks for coming back. You know, it's been a while. We had some <laughs> influxing of schedules that just didn't work out. Now I'm just happy we could work this out. Yeah, no, I'm excited to be here. I mean, you know, like uh, my schedule is kind of crazy in the last few weeks. Um, I have two kids, you know, and that kind of makes things a little nutty sometimes. And you know, that is my priority. So <laughs> I tried to you give know, you an out. I tried to give you an out on Father's Day, you know, <laughs> and here you are. Uh, well, so, yeah, it's probably the only day I'm going to have off for the next <laughs> They gave <laughs> you some years. <laughs> so <laughs> I think Sean relates to that. Well, happy Father's Day. Yeah. <laughs> to you also. Yes. And to all the, yeah, to all the good dads out there. Now, what I wanted to do, and we'll do this like, you know, crash course in uh, 16 volt surgery here. Um, Start from the top, meaning the latest you have. Uh, well, Dead on Arrivals came out recently, uh, well, the most recent rather, tw uh, 2017, right? Yeah, Dead on Arrivals that is your latest, it's an EP. That is correct. And yeah. uh, I, my favorite personally is Favor of Mercy. I was cranking it last night. Yeah, that's a tough song for me. That's a hard one. Oh. Oh, okay. It's a very personal song. It's uh, it's about my mom. Um, oh. And, and yeah. going through uh, her, uh, going through you know, her passing away. Um, and and she, uh, my mom died of Lewy body dementia, uh, mm. which is sort of a form of Alzheimer's that causes um, hallucinations. Oh God. And so yeah. during that time, it was just like you know, give us mercy here, you know, <laughs> yes. give us that favor of mercy for my mom, you know, because it was a pretty horrendous uh, time. Um, so hopefully that you know resonates with someone else and uh helps them in some way it certainly was um therapeutic for me to write that one <laughs> I, i'm gonna look so, yeah. at that closer I, I i'm not without that in my family and something similar uh, with a grandparent and it, it's it's just uh just a very mean there's no other way to put it it's a mean mean disease it's yeah it's terrible yeah, yeah, it's yeah, probably I'm... one of the worst ways to go yeah, because you forget, and you, oh, yeah. I mean, we can go down a dark corridor here, but um, <laughs> sure, really, sure. I mean, but I understand, I, I understand it, but um, sure. yeah, absolutely. Uh, but um, okay, but prior to that was 2016's Negative Space, yeah. So, I mean, you know, the Dead on Arrivals was really sort of a, of a response um, to Negative Space, and it's kind of funny. I mean, I think uh, the Negative Space, um, it was a really fun record to make, um it was a really big stretch for me, like mm -hmm. as a songwriter and all that crap. Um, but I think we didn't deliver a, a, a record for 16 volt fans. Interesting. And, um, okay. And I just, you know, <laughs> and so, uh, you know, dead on arrivals was like the me like tr trying to respond to that record, you know, like we're, I'm still here. I'm still doing it. <laughs> you know, I didn't right. go too far off the rails, you know? So, um, you know, sort of a, a kind of an interesting play between the two records, you know, and one of them's kind of dark colored, the other one's light. We kind of had that same, you know, artistic look and 
um, to the cover and everything. And it's just sort of an answer to the negative space, I feel like. Okay. No, it makes perfect well, sense. Go ahead. Go ahead, Sean. Sorry to, sorry to jump on your toes there, Dave. Oh, please. The uh, negative space was your uh, comeback from, I think, Black, you had done uh, the the other uh, offshoot band that you did. It was Black December, right? Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, that was, you know, that was a tricky one, too. I, I really, I liked the stuff we did with Black December. Um, and we, you know, used the same producer to do the negative space. Unfortunately, like, the Black December stuff just, like, hit a dead wall because one of the people I was working with um, kind of, uh, you know, stole money, stole the money we had and <laughs> kind oh. of stopped the progress of that whole thing. I had so, another question. Kind of uh, going back to the story uh, of your mom, you know, that particular song, when you, when you... Um, prepare to write an album or you're in the process of writing an album are you always trying to tell like a cohesive or collective story is there a certain theme or do you just kind of you know pull a group of songs together and that's not really a common thread there really isn't any common thread I mean it's really just like um, what's how do you say it's like um, you know it's stream of conscious really it's just like it just comes out you know whatever um, sound I start with or whatever guitar riff or whatever it might be like it just kind of goes I don't really um, have any sort of like well I kind of want to make this one like this or this song's going to be about this and I mean I say that but sometimes there are like ideas I have you know and and I'll sort of like try to write towards an idea but it's really not like I mean it's not like Pink Floyd or something where I'm trying to write a <laughs> you know like a, <laughs> uh, a you yeah. know, theme record or something I mean I think that there are yeah. things that make sense during and there's you know, like, for example, with Dead on Arrival, I mean, that really was like, uh, I wanted to do stuff that was like reminiscent of our older stuff and be like, yeah, I mean, I, I can still do that stuff. And negative space really wasn't like, oh, God, I can't do that anymore. <laughs> you know, right. um, but but uh, there's really no. Yeah, I don't I don't have anything that's really like super thematic throughout an entire record. That's interesting you say that. Like Jonathan Davis said, like of Corn, he's like, you know, I'm just not mad anymore. So that's why we, we had Corn Three was like a horrible album, and he actually said that he didn't like Corn Three because <laughs> he wasn't right. he wasn't mad anymore. But so you're right in a different space, you know. And like you said, I noticed something with Negative Space that the vocals were very stripped down, but I liked it. Um, you said it wasn't for 16 volt fans. However, I really liked. I, I am I wrong in saying that the vocals were stripped down on that? that album they're super stripped down yeah. yeah very stripped down um i was you know really trying to like flex a little bit there and you know stretch myself as like singing and stuff um and you know vocalizing things uh, whatever <laughs> so yeah right. i mean it was different you know and i'm i'm probably more critical of it of course you know um than most other people so <laughs> uh, <laughs> of course you know when i when i hear it it's a little bit of um it's a little bit like uh like exposing myself a bit too much. <laughs> you okay. know what I mean? No, yeah, yeah, so. vulnerability. Yeah, yeah, I write. So you put yourself out there. Uh, the greatest worst thing ever. That's beautiful. Uh, what is that about? Um, that's about, uh, that's, well, it's not, it's sort of personal, but it's more of a th- kind of a story about like how something can happen to you that seems like it's the greatest thing that could possibly happen to you. But as it turns out, it's probably the worst thing. That's all of us, all of us. We've all done yeah, this. And I think we've all experienced that, you know Absolutely. what I mean? Um, divorce, whatever, whatever it is, you know, if it's divorce or, you know, you, you buy a house or, <laughs> you know, you start a career or, you know, whatever it might be. Um, right. 
sometimes uh, things that you think are the greatest things are actually the worst. Absolutely. Um, and sometimes the worst things can end up being the greatest too. So, you know, it's kind of a double play there on that one. And there's a, a little finger snapping on the, and boot stomping on the mission. I like that a lot. Um, but my, I have my primary question though. Uh, the man comes around. How do you go about? Okay, you got Johnny Santos from Spine Shank playing guitars. Yeah. All right, I don't know how you got. That's fantastic. Oh, alone, I miss, I miss Spine Shank. But how does one go about acquiring a Johnny Cash song to be able to cover? Well, I mean, we basically just did it. Uh, we didn't have to get permission or anything. <laughs> nice. Um, <laughs> Love we, it. Uh, I, I do have to give publishing credit to it, you know, so that way if, if it's played anywhere, then then the Johnny Cash uh, estate gets the .12 cents from the streams from right. 16 Bolts. <laughs> yep. but, um, but, yeah, I mean, anybody can cover anything. You just have to make sure you, you, you know, uh, do the right thing when it comes to publishing credits and stuff. And well, um, anything else right now, Sean, before we uh, pick a song to play first? Well, I, I was going to ask, and this is a question I've always wanted to ask other artists. I, I guess I've never had the, the guff to really ask it, but it's, it, it's not really that bad. It's just uh, I'm curious, um, the type of music that you, that you create, are you also a fan of it? That's a great question. Um, I would say some, you know, and I, I don't. I don't, it's kind of interesting, you know, I can like, if I pick, if I like throw a, you know, a dart at the dartboard of all of our songs, I mean, it, I, don't, I don't know which one I'm going to land on. And I can say like, if I land on this song, then it sounds like this genre or like, you know, you take something like you just said, like the greatest worst thing ever. That's not an industrial song, hmm. you know, um, versus like uh, Motor Skill. Right. That's pretty industrial, right? So like, I listen to all kinds of different music that's kind of like reflected, I think, in the records. It's like I have different influences at different times and, you know, different points during a record, also different times of my life, which is, you know, uh, gosh, you know, first record was in 1993. So, right. <laughs> you know, yeah. my, my tastes have evolved and changed and all those things. And so, I mean, uh, you know, your question, do I I'm a fan of, of interesting music. You know, so whether that's electronic or some, you know, sometimes metal or sometimes like, I mean, you know, we did a Johnny Cash cover because like I love Johnny Cash's storytelling, mm, you know, yes. like it's amazing. So, you know, um, there's that, you know, and then, um, you know, I love like all kinds of different music, you know, so um, I don't listen to, you know, much industrial stuff, though, quote unquote, mm, industrial right. stuff. You keep the slate clean. Uh, let's pick a song to give people a taste. We got a lot of new listeners, too. I mean, there are some folks that maybe never heard of you. The hell with them. But still, <laughs> we, we should still play something. Uh, what would you like to play off Negative Space? Oh, geez. I mean, uh, you pick it. <laughs> wow. Um, well, oh, boy. I'm a fan greatest of, like, you know, the Infernal Paramore is a really fun one to play live. But I also really love The Greatest Worst Thing Ever. I mean, I think it's one of the... It's it's like it's a really honest song. It's really you know simple and pure. We can give so, them that. We can give them that. I it's had a pretty uh, mellow. But. <laughs> uh, the heavy dreams. Allison Scharf singing back vocals. Correct. Yes. Yeah. Um, forgive me, but where where did where how did that happen? Yes. Who's that? Right. Um, okay. So I was doing a project called Graphic for a while with my friend Bildo Sarver. Okay. Um, and we were trying to find a female vocalist and. He had a friend through, he lived, uh, lives in Texas, so he had a friend um, 
he met her through somewhere. I don't remember, but um, she ended up doing some vocals for us for this project that we were doing called Graphic, and then that like just kind of fell apart. And then I that was a song actually that was from Graphic um, oh, okay. that, I, that I redid, um, and you know I just love that song and I love her voice. But she basically came to a point with Graphic and you know whatever she was doing in Texas, she just didn't want to do music anymore. So she just completely stopped and disappeared. Oh, wow. And uh, that was it. <laughs> so it was like, man, I mean, that's like a really unfulfilling story there. But uh, oh, <laughs> not know, the first was... time uh, some people do get out of it, you know, right away. Yeah. 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 I think it just wasn't really for her. You know, she didn't like she didn't like the biz, but she has an amazing voice and it's just cool. Um, really well, cool. Like well, musical sense. Now we have a throwdown. Do we play the greatest worst thing ever or the heavy dreams? I'm not sure. I'd, I'd go with the greatest worst thing over on yeah, that one. Yeah, all right. No brainer. All right, we'll do that, and we'll get right back here with Eric Powell of 16 Volt. Thanks, folks, friends, and fiends for listening. And Captain Sexy is back in the house, too. Right, Sean? Uh, sure. We, 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 we lost him again. All right. We'll be right back. Before 
All right, folks. Thanks for sticking by. We got Eric Powell, 16 Volt. And the last time we talked, it was about uh, Black December. We, that was the last time I, I figured that that was the last time we had you on. And uh, before that was Beating Dead Horses with Heather when me and her, we, we interviewed you back in the day. Heather Taddy. Um, yeah. yeah. And uh, Jesus, everything on that, that album, everything kicks. It's just chunky, banger, stomping. I love that album. That might be my favorite next to the first couple in newer, later years. Yeah, makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. But I, yeah, go ahead. But yeah, speaking of beating dead horses, that became like her theme song because she was tired of people asking her about ghost stuff. And uh, <laughs> it, it, it became a theme for her. But anyway. Uh, right. it, it, that's kind of the point of the record, too, is it's like, you know, uh, we're just doing it. Okay, so we're doing another one of these. You right. Know what I mean? Yeah. You know, are and, we beating dead horses at this point? Like, do people even care? <laughs> you know? So. Well, all the best conversations happen off the air. You and Sean were yapping about uh, what was the lack of liking of industrial music or what What did I miss? <laughs> <laughs> well, the question was, do I listen to industrial music, right? <laughs> right, yeah. Uh, you know, I mean, mostly no. And I, most of the guys I know that, you know, do music, like industrial music, like don't really either. <laughs> you know, so it's like. I never really gave it much thought. Like, why is that? Hmm. They, they listen to like hip hop for the beats. Um, maybe I don't know. I, I've, I've, yeah, I've actually asked guys that that are in industrial music. They do listen to a lot of hip hop to figure out new beats. Um, huh. that, yeah, I don't know if that's true with you. You probably just make up your own. I don't listen to much hip hop stuff now. So what is Mostly it these like, days? Where where do you go? Where, are you hard rock? It's classic? kind of all over the place. I mean, I go from like you know, I can listen to ACDC followed mm. by you know. Massive Attack. Oh, uh, all right, yeah. You know, like Failure is another yeah. one um, that I just absolutely love. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah, they're great. You know, uh, Prodigy has always been a huge, like, inspiration to me. Um, and then there's, like, you know, there's some other, like, I guess, small, I don't know if they call it smaller stuff, but, you know, like School of Seven Bells um, is something that I actually have probably a tons of plays on lot. Like last couple of years when I was flying around everywhere because it was like my there's a song from School of Seven Bells that was like my takeoff song because I hate flying and I would be like okay I'm just gonna zone out and listen to this song I'm not gonna die it's gonna be fine <laughs> so <laughs> I, we played uh, last time other than be uh, beating dead horses we played veins that is an intensely sustained uh, crunchy song <laughs> uh, there's no I, I other love way doing to those, you know I mean I, I do have a kind of a split personality with music you know I do know um, yes so you can kind of hear that around with the records you know and you, it's hard to go yeah ahead. go ahead sorry no no you go you keep going <laughs> I was gonna say yeah, I mean I think it's hard to like you know like judge 16 volt off of one song you know it's just like there's something for everybody I think I agree um, what was uh, your uh what not what was your original inspiration for uh, creating 16 Volt? Hmm. I mean, for me, it was like I, I started doing like punk rock bands like pretty early on, like early high school. But I didn't have any aspirations to do anything other than just like, you know, make noise and be rebellious. Um, but when I did when I found industrial music, um, really, for me, it was Revolting Cox was like yeah. that was it for me. I saw the you goddamn son of a bitch video. Yeah. And I. That for me was like, okay, that's actually what I want to do with my entire life right there. And um, <laughs> that kind of is where it, the whole world changed for me. Um, and it was such a trip, like going back, I mean, gosh, I, what was it, 2017 or something now? And like I got to play with Revolting Cox for like um, two Cold Wave shows. Oh, and, man. 
I went out and got my revolting cocks tattoo on my arm. And, you know, I mean, it was so great just like in rehearsal, just being in rehearsal for a few days with all those guys and just looking like looking around, just being like, this is unreal. And the thing that was so crazy about it was that video, You Goddamn Son of a Bitch, was filmed at Cabaret Metro Chicago. And then now you snap forward like 20, whatever years it is. And like now I'm playing with Revolting Cox at Cabaret Metro Chicago. So it was like, okay, I I did it. I finished my dreams. Yeah, you landed, man. That's awesome. (laughs) It was cool. You know, and then I was like, God, I hope I don't die in a plane crash on the way home. I, I, I got to be honest, I, I felt that way when I, I got to interview uh, Martin Atkins, um, who was just a lovely dude. Um, and we're going to have him back on at some point. Um, did you work with him at all or during um, that? We did a little bit of work together. I mean, I've known Martin for, for many years and um, he's an amazing, I mean, he's just, his drumming is unreal. Yeah. Um, well, we had our side project Hellbent that I did with like um, Brian Black and um, Charles Levi and stuff. We had that, and Martin played drums on that for a while too. Um, we had that on his label. And, I mean, I've always been pretty, probably too candid about it. Like Martin's awesome. He's a genius, but I just don't like doing business with him. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you know. Okay. But, um, but he's he's a uh, he's awesome. Yeah. And you told the uh, the story you told Heather and I way back when the story of Ghost, the song Ghost off of Beating Dead Horses. Yes. Yeah, that's a great story, and I want to tell folks to go back and listen to it instead of you retelling it. But um, I, you can, of course, feel free. But, uh, yeah, I just thought that was one of the most, kind of the most romantic, and yet, I don't know, uh, from that perch up on that stage, what a what an odd revelation and song to write. Sure. And then to sort of follow that up with The Greatest Worst Thing Ever. Oh, boy. Okay. <laughs> yeah. All right. Gotcha. Gotcha. Folks, go back and listen to uh, the Beating Dead Horses episode of <laughs> with Eric Powell about, oh, God, about eight years ago, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, oh, boy. Sean, what you got, man? Um, so are you looking forward to uh, making new music and getting on the road again with a band in the future? Anytime soon? Yeah. Um, I mean, I've been working on music, um, you know, this I have a bunch of stuff I'm working on right now. Um, some of it's pretty cool, and I'm like really digging it. Um, I might be doing a new. I'm thinking about just doing another EP. I kind of really like the EP format. Like it's it's just kind of like compact and cool. Um, so I'm not sure when it's going to be out. I mean, I'm I'm probably about three quarters of the way done with it. Um, you know, and it's like I'm just kind of working on it when I'm feeling inspired. I don't feel rushed right now or like pressure to do anything. You know, um, which is it's actually like really refreshing. I mean, it's kind of like when I did, um, you know, like a full black habit. Um, I'm kind of in that space right now, you know, mm. where I'm just kind of doing it when I feel like it. And, you know, I don't have any massive aspirations right now for like going out and you know, trying to rush an album out or anything like that. Um, I'm just, just having fun with it and trying to be creative. <laughs> um, but I, I, yeah, man, I, I miss playing life a lot, you know, and I don't know, you know, the, the thought of getting out on the road again is pretty daunting. Um, mm. I just don't know if there's a, you know, if there's really like a real market right now for doing that for, for 16 Bowl. But, you know, we did a we did a tour a few years ago where we just flew to like major cities and it was great. It was, it was awesome. So I really enjoyed doing that. I, I'd definitely be up for that. That was my, uh, my next question was when was the last live performance? Uh, that was at Cold Waves. Okay. What was that? Two years, three years ago. Oh man, we wish we were there, Sean. Right? Yeah. Christ. But you've been yeah, working. Yeah, I actually, I actually wanted to take a because we're in Pennsylvania. I wanted to take a uh, 
a train trip out to Chicago and go. And uh, we were talking, my brother and I were talking about going to the last cold waves that they, they had um, where you could actually go to it, but mm-hmm. we somehow just didn't make it work. That's because you okay. didn't, you didn't get me involved, man. Right. <laughs> yeah, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> but Eric, you've been uh, working with our buddy, uh, our buddy Jim, Jim Simonic, uh, the Electronic Saviors, uh, Music to Cure Cancer. Volume five, you put Pushing Scars out. I missed that. Uh, I have volume one with uh, Things Unkind. Uh, yes. Yeah, Pushing Scars. Was that something uh, that you did on the side for Jim and the project? No, that was off of the, um, that was off of Dead on Arrivals. Okay, okay. All right, I'm still... And so it kind of made sense because it just the theme of it like played well with you know with the with that you theme. Know, the, whole, the whole theme, right? You know. Yeah. Um, yeah, folks, electronic saviors, get out there. There's a bunch of volumes. Uh, buy them. They go to a good cause to cure cancer. From Jim Simonic himself, who, my God, you know his story, right, Eric? Oh yeah, I Jesus. Mean, it's, it's a uh, yeah. I've known him forever. It's a, he gives me far too much credit um, when he whenever he talks about electronic saviors. He's always like. I would never have done it because I, I guess I was like one of the first people he called in the very beginning. And he was like, should I do this? I was like, dude, you should totally do it. You know, yeah. <laughs> like encouraging it. And then, um, gosh, here we are. What, how yeah. many, I mean, it's insane. And there's been a really like, you know, from a small music scene, really compared to the rest of the world, like, you know, there's, it's been a significant amount of money that has gone to like, you know, help, help, um, yes cancer related charities. Absolutely. I think it's it's something like $80,000 or you know something like that in 2018 or 19 out of uh, Yeah, I'm just yeah. so proud of him. I mean, even Chemlab got on there. That's amazing. He got them out of the dust. And actually there I think he's uh Roush is still doing stuff, right? Sean isn't he uh Jared going <laughs> I'm not sure exactly um, what, what they're doing right now. Yeah. There's, there's something going on cuz he was too busy to talk to I us, but we'll he... figure it out. <laughs> Yeah, I, I know he just re-released that Burnout at the Hydra oh, yes. album, but I, I don't know if uh, he's up to new music or not. He should be. All right, so off of Beating Dead Horses, uh, what would you like to play off of that? I'll let you pick this one, Eric. Oh, geez, okay. Um, I'm trying to remember what's on there. Um, ooh. Uh, the title, I, title track. Carrion's one of my favorite songs. In oh, Carrion, yeah, yeah, Carrion. I think we played that all those years ago all right we'll do that all right cool and then we'll come back with eric powell of 16 volt thank you so much and sean thanks for showing up dude you're welcome yeah
back folks and now we're talking american porn songs 2009 okay um i like the entire album um oh wait as a matter of fact i remember this we were talking about jim simonic and electronic saviors uh per his request the last time we talked to you and jim was here uh become your nun was the song we played okay and i don't know if we talked about that i like useless people too but um become your nun that that I, I think you explained it, but could you explain that again? Boy, this is like going back into the archives. Um, yeah, we're going we're going backwards here. <laughs> right. Indeed. This is like what I just was talking to somebody about. Like, life is weird. You know, you should be born old and then work your way backwards. <laughs> yes. It's like a totally different. <laughs> I like um, that. I like that. Or useless people, if you prefer to explain that one. Oh, I can do. I can do. Become your become your nun. I'm just trying to remember. Like. I just have to like sit. I have to like go back. I have to pull it out of the, the file cabinet way back there. <laughs> um, so, become your nun. I think is really just like it's a song about suicide. Oh. Um, and it's it's sort of like mm. it's it's a, highly against it. Um, but it's sort of trying to look at it from like a dark point of view mm-hmm. uh, from the person who is doing it. You know. Okay. Um, like the, sort of like a voice in their head. You know. Um, so it's it's a pretty dark song, um, and you know it's it, yeah I think it's just really it's just like that voice in someone's head, like do it you know 
do it, which is a terrible message. But mm -hmm. I mean, I think it's you know, it's, it is what it is. It's where it's what I felt like saying. <laughs> so no, you know. but yeah, bringing that to the point though, you you made some other people feel better. Hey, I'm not the only one hearing that voice. You know, sure. uh, honestly, it, yeah. Yeah. yeah, really, that does it does bring a certain strange camaraderie. I. I mean, it goes back to, you know, we can go back to Metallica days, you know, fade to black when they were trying to say, you know. But you know what? I saw thousands and thousands. I saw thousands of people just with their hands in the air saying, screaming, you know, the, the, the lyrics to that song because it meant something. And everybody's together singing it. Like, you know, there is something to that. Right. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Weird, you know, and weird. I'm still here. So, right. you know. <laughs> well, yeah, That's we good, need you. Right? Yeah, yeah, don't go anywhere. Please don't go anywhere. <laughs> no, hell no. no. We, we need more. We, we need more pounding. Like, uh, can you find God or the relentless intensity of Orange Insect? What is or <laughs> Orange Insect? That brings me to so many, uh, so many different conclusions. But where? What, what do you think it's about? Um, well, if, if we want to get personal, it's that goo that's inside of pancreatic cysts that they find when you have a benign tumor. <laughs> but that's well, what that, it meant to me. That would that would have been premonit, premonit, what is the word? Premonitory? Premonitional? Yeah, <laughs> you know. right. Um, I mean, so orange, I think, is a, it's like, a, I love words. <laughs> so um, <laughs> orange is a really weird word because there's nothing rhymes with orange, right? So, um, but um, at the time I saw this, like, uh, and I'm trying to remember exactly what it was, but there was an orange, there was an insect I saw that was crushed somewhere and it was like all orange goo. Yeah. And so, um you know, it's sort of like, it's sort of written for the perspective of the poor insect. Okay. Oh, that's, <laughs> I, that's, I like that microcosmal biz. I, I, I dig that. That's so much better than what was in my head just now. <laughs> so much better. But yeah, I, the folks here know that I had an MRI a little bit ago and I'm here to say folks, it turned out pretty okay. So yeah, that That's was excellent news. Yeah, thank you. That was two episodes ago, and I, you know, I was out of it. I, I had an MRI and had a weird reaction to uh, the 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 dye, and oh, no. yeah, and I had to, I had an interview with the bass player from Cold. You guys can go back and listen to that. And um, I I can't. I thought I was insane, like how I was talking, but it ends up uh, I was pretty much on point. So maybe I need more MRIs. I don't I don't know. I would but, try to avoid them. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> Seriously. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All, right. All right. Hey, uh, Sean, you got something else on American porn songs? Uh, I had a different question. I was going to ask. Go, go, um, go. What, what inspires him looking forward coming out of the, you know, the last year and a half that we've been in, you know? Wow. That's a, that's a deep question. That's pretty heavy. Uh, I'm not sure. If, I, man, I mean, I think one thing that's cool is that I feel like, you know, <laughs> this has been sort of a test, a, a sort of a test of society. Mm. I feel like we failed miserably. Like we are not prepared really for anything devastating and catastrophic globally. I agree. Um, so I guess the inspiring thing is we get like, we can kind of have another go at it when it comes back again. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> it didn't wipe us all out this time, but God damn it, we better think about what's going to happen. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. I I'm with you. Know, you. I, yeah. I don't mean to sound conspiratorial, but um, yeah, we got by lucky this time, I think. And um, not well, I mean, not of course, not all of us did it at all. Um, it's devastating, devastating situation. But um, I don't know. I think it's cool that like you know, it's been really hard uh, with bands not being able to go play and you know, just not being out and being around people and like you know, kind of the isolation that's come up come of this whole situation and you know, sort of the detachment. Um, so. 
I don't know. I think it's it's cool that uh, we're, we're getting a second chance on all this stuff. And Indeed. Hopefully, hopefully we make better of it this time. Hopefully. Hopefully we, we, we did learn something from all of this. Um, we, I, we can only hope, right? I mean, that there's some kind of change. And I think hopefully people will appreciate music and live music more right now. I think you're right. Yeah, I mean, you know, and that, that's been hard, you know, um, especially in the industrial scene. Um, it's it's sort of uh, to try and string together a tour nationally. It's been really hard for smaller bands. And you know, maybe maybe this is a mm. we'll see how it goes next year, you know, later this year. Uh, I would love to see it come back. I'm hoping for a resurgence. Yeah. Um, I, I noticed uh, Dave Grohl put out, uh, he has that Coda thing you could stream. I watched his documentary, but there's a thing on Wax Tracks on there. There's a documentary that, Sean, it might be the one we already saw, but I think it's new. So, uh, yeah, we need to stir things up for industrial music again, I, I think. Um, and speaking of American porn songs, you did the remix album 2010. I think I want. I have to play Somebody to Hate, the Cyanotic remix. Okay. Is that okay with you? It's fine. Yeah, yeah. That, that, that was great. That's yep. just, uh, I, I, dude, it's just so intense. Sean, are you familiar with that one? You may not have this particular remix. I, I don't have the remix album, no. Okay, well, you're going to love it. Okay, so sit back and uh, smoke them if you got them, folks. We're going to get right back with Eric Powell. And thank you for sticking by us. All right.
should be. There are things that dwell here in the dark. Things best left unseen. With the initial smoke clear from the fall of tomorrow, the blood now flows even thicker with dwelling in the dark. Eleven stories. All bits of the same mysterious puzzle. Fitting together with horrific parallels to its predecessor. Get ready for new, truly terrifying tales set in the broken world from the fall of tomorrow. Take a closer look at what's now dwelling in the dark. If you dare. Available on Amazon in traditional print and ebook. Get your copy today. Visit www.fairlydarkproductions.com for more info on the author and his work. Hey guys, this is Ty Oliver from Power Man 5000, and you're listening to Kettle Whistle Radio. We're back, folks, and we're, we were talking off air, of course, about. The uh, the remix album you just heard, uh, honestly you just heard somebody to hate. Now um, these guys, uh, Captain Sexy and Eric, were talking about this album, um, and I can't let this go. I'd be doing you guys a disservice. So yeah, take it from the top. So I I was asking about you know a remix album. They're they're for me personally they're usually hit or miss, and typically I would steer clear from a from a remix album myself personally. That's just me. But um, I'm curious about, you know, how you, you know, obviously you you reach out to people and you ask for submissions and, and you know, I, I would imagine that they're typically, you know, people that you're friendly with. But are there, do you ever get um, remixes back that you're like, ooh, I really like that. I definitely am going to put that on. Or ones that you're like, ooh, I really do not like that. I can't put that on. And um, yes. I'm curious about yeah. Yes to all that. <laughs> so, I mean, the thing that was so fun about like, you know, doing the, cause I kind of agree with you, you know, a lot of times remix albums for me are just like, yeah, whatever. It's kind of boring. Sometimes they're really great though. So it kind of, there's a mixture, but I felt like if we're going to do a remix album, like let's go way over the top with it and just like go absolutely bananas. So we took like the songs from American porn songs and then we broke them up into stems for people to remix. And we, we gave them what gave it away on the, on the internet, you know, and asked for people to like remix it. And so what we wanted to do was take like, like just level the playing field of like famous artists and non-famous artists. And so the CD has like, what is it? I think it's 18 songs. Look it up. So it has 18 remixes and it's a mixture of like famous people and not famous people. And we didn't really like care who was on it. We, we just listened to the remixes and kind of organized it by like, oh, that's cool. You know, and there's, there's people that like did remixes like in GarageBand that have never released one song you know so we put out the cd and then we had a bonus digital that had an extra eight songs on it which was like some of the other stuff we really liked i think it was eight or four don't remember um and then what we did was we took every single remix that anyone submitted which was something like it was like over 100 remixes and we we gave it away as a download of, on our website so you could have like you know there's you know it's like a hundred and whatever, 25, 30 remixes of 16 <laughs> wow. of that album by all kinds of different people. Oh and it was, it was super fun, super cool. And there's some really, really great 
amazing stuff in there by like people that just you know they just don't have bands or like it's just some like kid in his room like you know and it's like that is super awesome you know so <laughs> it was just you know we wanted to kind of just like throw it out there and let anybody do it and like not give any like priority to like who's on the cd and who's not you know based on like their fame level and all that crap so it was Love really it. fun yeah that's really cool of you to do that absolutely that's what we try to do here uh well next up we got full black habit that was 2007 from what i remember and boy i love that one that was, I, it came right at a time when i really just needed that album i don't i can't explain that uh was it tail end of somebody else going through um, a cancerous situation and that that band, that album kept me company um all alone again it, just so different and then suffering you I must know what inspired that song, Suffering You. Are we talking bosses, family, loved ones? Yes. 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 All of the above. <laughs> oh, yeah, I mean man. it's it's yeah, it's a song for it's an anthem for every anybody. You know, it's 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 about suffering someone else, you know. Um Yeah. I get we've it. all been there. <laughs> yeah, it's I guess it speaks for itself. All alone again though, is that just um you just kind of separating from everything? Was that about you? Um, yeah, it's really, it's like, a, you know, definitely kind of feeling uh, a phase of, of whatever, you know, like, um, like, again, here you are again, you know, right, that kind of thing. Um, you know, I think we all have potentials to do things habitually and, you know, sort of over and over again, you know, cyclical problems, but right. Um, yeah, so that, you know, and I, I wanted to do something that was like more like clubby and just kind of like cool, you know, um, more melodic. You know, just kind of oh, trippy. Album kicks ass. Um, Sean, do you have anything on this one in particular before I move on? Um, not in particular. The but, uh, the album before this one, though, like I was telling Eric yeah, off air earlier, was where I really kind of got in. And uh, I'll tell you, front to back, super cool. Nothing is like every song is just a hit for me personally. Awesome. I appreciate that. That, yeah. that. I agree with you. That is a riff frenzy on that album. It's pretty riff-tastic. Um, <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, you know, Mike, uh, my old my old partner in crime with 16 Volt, is just like Texas-style riff master. Um, but yeah, we wrote a lot of those. You know, we would just be like cruising around and like, you know, on tour or whatever, and we'd just come up with these cool little riffs. And we just started like recording all these riffs, and we had all these riffs sitting around, and uh, you know, that whole record is basically built off of all these like cool riffs that we had. And your vocals on Don't Pray. I that one stands out for me. Your vocals on that one. Oh, thank you. Yeah, yeah. And uh oh my god, and uh, the 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 freaking thump of uh Keep Sleeping Enemy. Um Enemy Anti-Record Industry. Yes. Yeah, a little <laughs> little bit. Probably probably wasn't that great for our career. <laughs> oh man, you think so? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, there's probably a lot of things that weren't, but <laughs> um, yeah, that one was like highly like, don't you guys need to change the lyrics, man? Wow. Like, seriously. And I was like, no, I don't want to change the lyrics, man. That's, that's, that's how we feel. Well, and, interesting. You know. That's interesting because Cold had a band, uh, the band Cold had a song called Kill the Record Industry. And yeah, they got a little stagnant for a while, too, even though they put out great stuff. I wonder how much they're listening to that stuff. <laughs> right. Yeah, I mean, it's it's tricky. I mean, especially, like, where we were at during Super Cool Nothing and, like, all the stuff that happened around Super Cool Nothing. And, 
like you know it was it was just weird time weird time because you did all the music for that video game primal too right that was after yeah i mean so originally you know we signed to mercury polygram and then you know it took us about a year to do the record we did it with bill kennedy from like night jails molly crew blah 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 <laughs> um joseph bashara who's who now is actually like a, you know super famous um movie composer um and uh so we did the record and everything and then Seagram was bought Polygram, which trickled down through like the entire music industry. And since we were assigned to Mercury Polygram, blah blah blah, uh, we lost all the funding for the record. Um, it didn't get shelved, but it like basically came out with no promotion at all, and it got transferred to Island Records as a catalog item. Um, so we tried to get the record back for like a year um, to try to get someone else to put it out. And finally, when we got it back, we were like shopping it around and people were like, well, it's already been out a year. I mean, it hasn't really done anything. It was like, yeah, it hasn't done anything because it hasn't been promoted. You know, like we could put it out now. And anyways, we ended up having to buy the record off of them. And then, oh, wow. um, you know, we, they gave us the record back for like 50 grand and, um, we turned around and were, it was just like the stars aligned. And um, this guy, Chris Sorrell, who was working for Cambridge, Sony, uh, Sony PlayStation in Cambridge, was like a, a fan of 16 Bolt, and he wanted to like use this music, and it just so happened to be the perfect timing. So we were like, we can get our whole record out like through this game. And so we did. It was really weird, you know? Wow. And, it, yeah. and in the UK, when you bought the game, well, there's like a limited edition that like, we bought the game. One disc on the left side was the game, and the one on the right was our album. Oh, that's cool! Wow, which was really cool. Yeah, and then uh, I like that. And then right after that, you know, we went out on tour with KMFDM, and it was like just such a great time. And then we signed, and right after that, we signed to Capitol Records, and you know, it was just like it was all everything was going full, full speed ahead. But it was kind of a weird time. I mean, it was years of like just misery. <laughs> you know, I, I I have a I have a Chris Farley Beatles moment right now. I have to ask you a silly question. Um, did you know that Kirk Hammett follows you? Uh, I didn't know that. Uh, yeah, I, I don't like the Twitterverse, but it's a necessary evil. I was on there uh, trying to promote your stuff, and I was like, Kirk Hammett. Uh, yeah, he either likes something or he may have shared something. And then I, I looked; it was really him. <laughs> yeah, it, it might be Instagram. It might be Instagram. That's could, pretty cool. Yeah. I, I mean, I was, you know, that was the first concert I ever saw. Was Metallica, but he, he's we've had a couple of those weird things. Like, um, yeah. you know, we have a little bit of a weird history with Tommy Lee, you know, oh, God. like doing some weird stuff. Like he covered, um, uh, Pat, not Happy Bill, he, uh, I Feel Truth. He covered that uh, oh, wow. on Ozfest, which was really weird. Um, Dude, you then, got this cult. You have this cult going on, man. A cult, right, yeah. I'm telling you, it's beyond cult at this point. It's not just yeah. fans. We had, um, now I sound like I'm bragging. We had, um, before Scott Weiland died, he put a, a post up on Twitter that was like, this band is like the best. You know, like, I forget what he said, but it was like, I've been listening to a bunch of new music lately. By far, this band's the best or something like that. And it's like, everyone follows 60 Volt. And um, uh, we had another one. It was a date, not Dave Grohl. Uh, it was, um, oh, geez. My brain's not working now. It's all right. Man. It's all right. <laughs> um, but it goes like, it goes along yeah. the vibe Guitar of Guitar um, Play for Jeans Addiction. Guitar Play for Jeans Addiction. Help me out here. Oh wait, wait. The Dave, what? Dave Navarro. Dave Navarro. Dave, yeah, yeah. I did. Dave Navarro. Yeah. Dave I didn't. Navarro I didn't hear the like, question. Yeah. Yeah. Dave Navarro. Like, he, he would be totally into you. Yeah, and he was like, everyone 
go listen to 16 Bullet and follow them or whatever. This was several, several years ago, but that was kind of funny, you know, just weird shit like that. But he's good like that. He like he's he likes like he looks into like uh, different kinds of music. That's what, just what you're saying. You don't listen to industrial and Scott, Scott Weiland was listening to you. You know, that's yeah. nothing like STP, you know. Right. Yeah, that it works. It makes complete sense. It complete it makes complete sense. Um, I have a, a funny question for you. I'm really curious about this one. Um, have any of your songs ever been misinterpreted? You, they, somebody took it out of context and made it what they thought it was, but not you. And not like you know, we'll say like two wires thin. When I met you, you said you'd never play that song again. You're sick of it. Like you know, did somebody say, yeah, Eric, he was an electrician. He has zero patience. I don't know. Uh- <laughs> I don't think so. I mean, I think that like, I that probably every song is like misinterpreted, you know? Yeah. Okay. I mean, I think I kind of usually leave it open to interpret, and it sounds super cliche, but like, no, it doesn't. I, you know, I, I don't. I like people to, you know, listen to it and make it their own in a way, and um, I usually don't, you know, I, like, I, you know, the album doesn't come with a booklet like, hey, this song's about this and this, you know what I mean? So right. I like listen to it and like make it your own and. But I mean, there's been a few. I mean, I think the one thing that kind of it's sort of related, but the the biggest annoyance I've had of something that was like misinformation was um, in my bio somewhere on Wikipedia, like way back, it said that my dad was a record executive, that I'm the son son of a record executive, which is which is inaccurate. And um, it took me years to get that off of my Wikipedia page, of the 16 volt Wikipedia page. Oh my God. Um, it was like, I'm Eric Powell, and that is not true. And oh. then someone would come behind me and be like, reference material, da 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 da, and they'd like erase my edit. Oh <laughs> I'd my be like, God. I'd be like, dude, that's I'm, that's me. I'm the person writing it. What are you talking about? You know. Oh my but, God! Um, How frustrating. Ugh. Yeah. Yuck. I mean, my, my dad was a musician, uh, and he did. <laughs> do publishing you know he wrote songs for publishing but he was not a record executive and it kind of makes it sound in the old bio that like well eric got into music business because of his dad which is like completely not true like he had nothing to do with it (laughs) you know like my dad left when i was eight and i you know saw him three three more times before he passed away and that was it so he had nothing to do with it you know so that for me i was like man don't give him any credit <laughs> you know what I mean? he doesn't get any credit oh so. my god oh no that's so frustrating that you can't change your own history what the hell i mean yeah, or somebody crazy. changed your history i should say um okay so we got wisdom let down crush i mean these things i they're still in rotation in my house all the time um i've been listening to these albums i i, I i'm sure that the grooves in the cds must be burnt out zeros and one <laughs> zeros and ones are melting um we uh so what do you got left sean you got something else to drive him crazy with i don't think so i think i exhausted all my questions i I think we exhausted eric (laughs) oh no i can go for ours i'm sure you could as long as it's not all about me well (laughs) well all right good good because it's quiz time i've got something for you right now one question you mentioned (laughs) texas earlier did you ever do anything with um or think about doing anything with uh adam grossman from screw oh uh, yeah, we did. I mean, gosh, we did. I've known Adam forever. Um, I love watching his Instagram, by the way, his, his little boy. And like, <laughs> you can tell how much he's like, how proud he is of his kid. It's so awesome. Yes. Um, uh, but do I mean, yeah, like I, I love screw like, and then Mike, yes. our, you know, uh, bass player at 60 volt for many, 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 many years was a bass player at screw for a long time. Um, but, uh, we never, I don't think we ever really did anything. We've been on some compilations together and stuff and, I mean, I'm a huge Screw fan. Like, I mean, he says he's a 16-volt fan. I don't know if that's true or not, but, <laughs> um, you know. Uh, I believe it. 
Well, we can ask him. Yeah. Yeah. He, yeah. He's been on the show. Cool. Yeah. yeah. I haven't talked to him in years, but, um, just seeing, you know, on the, on the old Instagrams. Um, but yeah, huge fan of screw. Well, I, I have a, a quick little quiz here before we let you go tonight. I, I'm curious where you stand with some of these bands. Um, and Sean, I don't think Sean can answer some of these, but it, you chime in, Sean, if you can. Um, if you had to pick one of okay. these one of these bands to go see live tomorrow, uh, would you pick, okay, here we go, Slayer or Pantera? Pantera. Okay, I like that answer. Ministry or Nine Inch Nails? Ministry. Interesting. All right, I like that too. Corn uh, or Deftones? Deftones. Oh wow, interesting. Yeah, I'm 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 there these days too. Nirvana. I or, agree with all these. Nirvana or Pearl Jam? Nirvana or Pearl? So far, me too. Nirvana or Pearl Jam? Uh, Nirvana. Okay. All right. Right. All right. This is a weird one, but not so weird. Duran Duran or Depeche Mode? Duran Duran. Oh, okay. Yeah. Wow. Hitting it right on the head. Just... <laughs> no delay. Yeah. No delay. I thought I'd get delays. All right. Stabbing Westward or Gravity Kills? <laughs> Stabbing Westward. Okay, yeah, I was there. I didn't get to see Gravity Kills. Sean, you? I saw them play once, yeah. Were they any good oh, live? Uh, yeah, there was a there was a small little radio station festival in Pittsburgh yes, in like yes. 95 or 96, and there was a bunch of bands like Gravity Kills and Filter and Everclear. And oh, yeah, yeah. I missed that one. I forget. Yeah. I will say, I sounded like I was being negative. And, I, you know, I kind of had a period of time where I was pretty negative towards both those bands. But um, Stabbing Westward uh, played Cold Waves like three, two mm -hmm. years ago, three years ago. Mm -hmm. And it was actually, like, amazing. It was probably one of the top 25 shows I've seen ever. It that was really, really freaking good. Refreshing to hear. I'm so glad. Yeah, I, I love them live. I did get to see them. I want to see yeah, them Yeah, I mean, again. it was just on point. Like, everything was... It was just, yeah, it was an amazing show. Really, really good. Okay, this one's personal. This goes back to my uh, teenage years. Uh, Public Enemy or Run DMC? Ooh, that's a tough one, but I'd have it to is. go Run DMC. Oh, all right. All right, yeah, I like their catalog a little more. Uh, although Public Enemy. <laughs> yeah, that's a tough one. That was dirty. That was dirty. All right. That's a, that's a hard one, man. Yeah, really? You have to choose. <laughs> all right, well, you answered well. Um, we got to go out with a song at some point here. Um, I should leave it up to the two of you to pick out what song we go out. And it doesn't matter what in the catalog. We covered everything towards, except for the beginning, which we covered the first time with you. And we could always do this again. Um, what, what song should we go out with? I have a question. Sorry. That's all right. Did we get an answer? Uh, yeah, I'm curious. What was what was the inspiration for the name Sixteen Volt? Uh, I don't know, has anyone ever asked you that? Yes. There, it's not really like I don't really remember too much about it. To be honest, it was like I was I think I was like sixteen at the time or something, and it was like the power of youth, you know. Or it was like no, I wasn't sixteen. I was like eighteen. I don't remember how old I was. Doesn't matter. But I was like the power of youth, and I just like the. I liked how it looked visually. It's like one six. I like the six and the one. And it that. works, yeah. There's really no like, well, it means this. You know, it's like, eh, it's kind of, you know, somewhere in there. Um, I've, I've been like a huge fan of like Harleys for many, many years. And their old Harleys ran on six volt, you know, like now there's 12 volt. And I just felt like uh, maybe 16 volt. I don't know. <laughs> so, yeah. Terrible <laughs> nice. answer. Well, that's all right, man. Why don't you oh, tell I like it. Tell, why don't you tell folks where we can get all your stuff and if you have shirts and merch available? 
uh, pretty low on the merch front right now, but uh, you can always get our stuff from Metropolis, uh, metropolisrecords.com. Our whole back catalog's up there. Um, the last couple records um, are available on Bandcamp, 16 Bolt, and um, also I'm kind of uh, working on our new website right now. It's almost done, so it's missing some stuff, but I'm like going back through the Wayback Machine and trying to find like old press things and get our compilations and video game appearances and movies and all that junk back up there, so it's kind of fun. But yeah, on our website too, uh, you can find some links to yeah, you music, might... you, you, but, you might... know, Apple Music, uh, Spotify, all that stuff too. Perfect. Um, I, I did want to hit on you. You have endless production collaboration credits, like including somebody that's been on this show who gets mad at me every now and then. But Voodoo's uh, Michelle Walters. Um, <laughs> yeah. Well, she she I, I love the girl. She just gets feisty with me every now and then in a good way. She has her reasons. Uh, you worked with her in Voodoo, the first album, I hope. Um, I believe it was the first album. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, I mean okay. that was quite a while ago. Jeez. Yeah, a long time ago. Yeah, but, but uh, yeah. Who else have you collaborated with like lately? Anything? Well, in recent years. Recent years, um, I mean Steve from KMFDM. You know, mm. that's a big one. Um, I think more on a production side would be, um, you know, the producer that we were working with, uh, Mark Jordan, for for several years there. Um, he's got quite the resume. Outward and like the cult and. Um, in this moment. I think it's in this moment. Anyways, Mark Jordan is a good producer, and that was a lot of fun to work with him. Um, not really anybody else. <laughs> <laughs> but your in name, the last few years, yeah. Your name came up late. a lot in the past, uh, the, the beginning of 2000s, I'd say, quite a bit. Um, but if you look at, again, Wikipedia and all that craziness. But, um, hey, Sean, you got something else before we let him go? Yeah, I do. Uh, what is your most recent tattoo and what will your next one be Ooh. Ooh. uh most recent is finishing my back piece um I'm, I'm i'm like about three quarters of the way through it being shaded so that was my most recent and it's like a big cutter pirate cutter ship uh on my whole back and then uh the next one will probably be the rest of that but i also really really i wanted to get a slice of pizza on me somewhere for like years <laughs> <laughs> and I just keep not getting it, but I really want to get a slice of pizza. <laughs> I'm with you on that. <laughs> <laughs> my favorite food, so. Yeah. 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 Have you had New York? Have you had New York pizza? That's where I'm from, and I miss my New York pizza. I'm with oh, you. Yes. That tattoo, I'm so on board with that. Yes. Ray's pizza, you know. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah. I've had, Ray's. actually, it's been sort of a mission on tours, like, Oh. Every time we go to Chicago, for example, the first oh, thing yeah. we do when we get to the hotel is order a Chicago pizza. Nice. Um, <laughs> and New York, you know, New York is like first when we, we land somewhere, we go and we walk somewhere and find a slice of pizza. Absolutely. So, That's um, the best way to go. Yeah. Follow and your nose. Follow Detroit your nose. style. And, you know. <laughs> yeah. I love Breakfast, it. lunch, and dinner. I could eat pizza every day of the week. <laughs> yes. Same here. Yeah, he's not lying. That and he, he likes his big uh, – you like uh, uh, Whoppers, correct? Uh, oh yeah, I'll go to I'll go to Burger King. Yeah, he he, hits, he comes out to the place here in the studio when we're in studio just so he can go to Burger King after the fact. So huh. yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but I, I still you guys the two of you got to come up with a song we got to go out with. So um, oh oh gosh, um, what's a quintessential? I, there is none. Let's see. Uh, so many good ones. How about uh, how about Machine Kit from uh, Super Cool Nothing? Ooh, there you go. 
Yeah, that's a that's like the that song's funny. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so Machine Kit, we'll go out with that. <laughs> All right. Hey, uh, folks, thanks for listening. And, uh, again, all the episodes are at www.fairlydarkproductions.com. And, hey, Dr. Peeler, Demon Psychiatrist, issue number two in production. You can get it now. And you can see me and Heather at the Mothman Festival if you guys show up there. I'll have issue one for you. Yes, uh, that's going to point pleasant. I believe September 19th that weekend. We will be there. We'll have a table. But, yeah, go to burningbulbpublishing.com for all the – if you want, all your horror needs are there, including my books – Comic books, go to Burning Bulb slash comic books, comics.com, whatever. You'll find it under Burning Bulb. And uh, I'm at Fairly Dark on the Twitterverse, which we all try to avoid. It's just an insanely bad place. Your thoughts on Twitter, Eric? Um, is that like from, is that like a MySpace? <laughs> what is that? No, I'm just kidding. It's just I don't a, do the Twitter. Yeah, I just don't do it. It's a horrible place. Horrible place. But yeah. in, Instagram you do. We're kettle.whistle.radio.blah there. Yeah. Yes. Okay. You're there too. Uh, is it, is it just 16 volt on Instagram? It, it is. Yeah. 16 I got you. Volt. Uh, it's Instagram.com forward slash 16 volt. Very cool. Yeah, I'm sure I got you there. And hey, I got another advertiser here. Uh, if you go to my friends on um, on Facebook, uh, Michelle Rock, who happens to be um, uh, my stepsister, she does dog portraits. And you could check this out, man, because she's amazing. All right. And very inexpensive, folks. Dog portraits. You got dog. I'm sure she'll do cats, too. But you could check out what she did with Arjet Marie. It's amazing. And she is an amazing person. Go to Michelle Rock on Facebook right now. She does not have a website yet. I've been trying to get on her about that. But anything, yeah, I know, right? But wait till you see what she can do. All right, Eric, anything else you want to get out there? Something to look forward to from you? Something we should be looking at? Um, yeah, I mean, I'm going to be, you know, hopefully releasing some new music in the next few months. So just, you know, be patient with me. Absolutely. <laughs> And we'll be glad to play it right here. Sean, what yeah, do you thank, got? Thank everybody for, like, you know, continuing to support and, you know, and uh, it's awesome. I'm just blessed. We're blessed to have you, man. And thank you for uh, sticking by us, to tell you the truth. It, through the years, you've been there for us and your music is always there for us. It's helped me through quite a bit, whether you like that or not. Um, well, yeah, it's the least I can do. Yeah. <laughs> and it's the best you can do. And we love it. Um, Sean, do you, uh, do you have anything in closing? I don't think so. We hit everything. I don't think we did. Well, we'll think later and we'll hit them up late at night and say, Hey, we forgot to ask you this. <laughs> All right. Hey, Eric, thank you so much. And we hope to have you back. And as soon as you have a new release, please hit us up. We'd love to play it. We'll do indeed. Yeah. Thanks again. I appreciate it. Take care guys. All right. Hey, good night. And folks, friends and teens, thanks for listening. Bye-bye.
Are you ready to record our promo for Season 2 of the Wannabet Podcast? David, have you ever seen a grown man naked? Miles, we're not here to quote lines from Airplane. We're here to tell people that Season 2 starts August 18th. But I like Airplane. I know you do, but Wannabet is a sports betting podcast. Each week we bet $1,000 on the NFL teams and games that we love. Well, that sounds like fun. It is fun. And last year you picked over 60% of your games correctly. How'd you do? We're not talking about that. We are telling people that they can find us every Friday. No more movie quotes. Roger, Roger. Electric Acid. Hi, I'm Mark. And I'm Peter. We're the founders of Electric Acid Media, bringing you great podcasts like Nightmare Road Stories, Tech Talk Revolution, and Bodacious Minds. Electric Acid Networks include Ruby for female empowerment, the best business network, and GPN for geopolitics. We built this company to create community and amplify diverse voices, and we really appreciate your support. So keep listening to Electric Cast Podcasts and hear the culture. Electric Cast. Electric Cast.